0: separate beds Yeah, but we are we're all right so when you think of like we're gonna podcast together you think like the joe rogan studio or like yeah the the thing we are currently currently sitting cross-legged on two double beds in a hotel <laughs> in a hotel other. room
1: <laughs> trying desperately to not have the mics bleed into one one another, so it sounds echoey in here. Tristan and I are in person recording the very first ever in person episode of the this first podcast. ever inhuman podcast ever conceived yes. by, by humankind we just got out of like literally an hour ago
0: we got out of ancient aliens then immediately got beer yes. and then we door dashed <laughs> beer to the hotel we're drinking room temperature <laughs> blue, <laughs> blue moon. moon this podcast sponsored by blue moon drink at warm temperature it's the best temperature it's great drink your blue moon before it gets cold and
1: <laughs> and we just got out of seeing ancient aliens live. A live A thing live we intentionally tour.
0: chose to do with our lives.
1: I have so much to say. I don't even have like a cold open for this i just want to start talking about
0: yeah yeah. so
1: this is this is a podcast called it's probably not aliens the quickest intro we've ever done because i have so
0: many thoughts did joss wheaton was he involved in any part of this don't think so we're skipping over the joss wheaton this is how fast the show goes when he doesn't have access to imdb that's right
1: in a different conversation we were having before this i do have the imdb page pulled up for the cast of league of extraordinary gentlemen
0: but we can't get into that here's the podcast challenge now Um, that is the only movie reference uh, you can work into this podcast episode. So now you have to, your improv prompt is you have to find ways to make it. This is exactly like like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. (laughs) This is exactly like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. (laughs) Chris who's only ever seen League of Extraordinary Gentlemen.
1: (laughs) Get a lot of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen vibes from Ancient Aliens Live. Yeah. I mean, I can see it. I can see it. We All right. So, my name is Scott Nicewander. I usually know nothing, but I I've I've seen this. I've
0: witnessed this with my own yeah. eyes and
1: I have so many thoughts.
0: My name is Tristan Johnson and honestly, this time I think Scott's the strongest cuz he's the commentator person and I'm a person who like I just want to give I want to paint a picture. So, Tristan, please do. Tristan went with a notebook and a pen. I took yes. like 8 pages of notes uh during it, including one part where I did some math. Um <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have no idea what Tristan scrawled on this. Uh, on this, but I, you've covered several pages. of But here's notes. the main
0: thing: is I also don't know what I scribbled on this because it was in the dark, and I have bad handwriting at the best of times, and I write in cursive. So
1: that's okay. If you can guess, we can probably get a feel for it. So
0: right off the bat,
1: Ancient Aliens Live. We saw it in Kalamazoo.
0: Yeah, very beautiful theater. Looks like it was amazing good for amazing
1: theater. Kalamazoo State Theater holy cow, Kalamazoo State Theater, if you've never seen it, I'm sad that this is the first and probably only thing I will ever see at the Kalamazoo State Theater.
0: What a gorgeous theater. Alright, alright, here we go. Moonshot goal. This podcast gets big enough that like we get to go on like the podcast tour. Yeah. Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo State, State, theater. <laughs> State Theater. We're going yeah. for
1: it. So that set the stage immediately for me, because I was like, I was expecting this to be a much smaller, more intimate venue.
0: There was like, how many people did, they said it was like a Thousand. Yeah, it people looked like there was about a thousand people. I believe it. It was. It was big. We were also. We didn't even get the full picture because we were on the. On the balcony. Floor. We yeah. were the, uh, the up. I don't know what you call that part. The nosebleeds. And it was. I will say, like the upper part definitely was not super populated. There was definitely still a lot of vacancies. And also, yeah. notably, there were a lot of people who left <laughs> during the
1: show. <laughs> There were people who left during the show. It ran long and late. And I, and we can't, we're going to
0: address this at some point, but the crowd was old, man. The crowd was so old. Like, yeah, they definitely needed to get home so they can make uh, what's it called? Murder, She Wrote. Uh, and <laughs> You
1: can't make the show this long, this late into the night when this is your crowd. When your audience are people in their 80s you can't make it this late into the night and run this long out of all the stagecraft, or like craftsmanship entertainer qualities of this show i think that was their biggest pitfall is like they know their audience in a lot of ways they don't seem to understand the age of the audience and like that this show should be earlier
0: yeah if i was thinking about it like from the way that they sold the show like there's ways in which they definitely were like oh like people are coming because they believe in the memes they like the memes they leaned so, so hard, hard into the Giorgio Tsoukalos big hair aliens meme. Very
1: first thing Giorgio Tsoukalos did when he came out on stage,
0: before he picked
1: up a mic, he got out there stood center stage and did the hand gestures thing to an applauding audience. Yeah, like
0: standing ovation. And then proceeded to for that to be the only joke he would make for the entire evening. And
1: and the only joke that other people would
0: make about him. He yeah. <laughs> was
1: just talking about his hair.
0: Yeah, so that was that was that was that. And then also there the other general note from the whole thing is that we were seated rather close to what I am just hoping is some uh, you said it's Western the university here, Western Michigan. That is a university. Okay, I, some I'm what what I'm hoping is just a university student who was just completely shit faced, who was just like, yeah, yeah. Like, treated it like he was like painted head to toe at a football game or something.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of loud whistling. There was a lot of loud cheering. I said this to you. I never felt unsafe in the crowd, but I absolutely felt uncomfortable with the amount of people yeah. like genuinely being like,
0: this is what we believe. It was a strange world to be in. I'm somebody who researches right wing terrorism for a living, Mm -hmm. but has almost exclusively lived in the online spaces of that to be like, not to to call these people right wing terrorists, but to just be like in the belly of the beast of a bunch of people who are really into really, really flimsy conspiracy theories. It was just like, it was interesting to see the self-selection of who came out for that.
1: And we haven't even really talked about what this show is or what they did. I don't know what I was expecting.
0: What were you expecting this show to be? Honestly, because of the description of the show, I kind of got what I expected, which was that I think that this was a, what I think in the industry is called a quick and cheap cash grab. Yeah. Where they wanted to make a bunch of money and a live show is a very easy way to do that. And the description was so generic that I was like, it's going to be them coming in and saying a bunch of very generic stuff. And everyone's, they're going to love it because it's all of just like hardcore ancient aliens fans, just hearing all their favorite things. And then that's it. And then they'll, they'll take everybody's money and then go do the next thing, including our money. So that took our money.
1: Yeah. We contemplated several times getting some merch from the merch stand and we didn't we didn't actually no, get we couldn't anything. bring ourselves to that but you pretty much nailed it I think for me I was a little let down because I really genuinely thought this was going to be a show where they could like be let off their leash a little bit and be like this is the stuff that History Channel won't let us say this is the alien that fucks <laughs> this is the alien that fuck this is the alien that Von Daniken fucks Yeah. The, this the, is the, <laughs> this is that You know,
0: alien autopsy we got alien sex tape <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was expecting that. I was expecting a little bit of like, this is the stuff we're not allowed to talk about, but it was still obviously like sponsored and, and sanctioned by history, history channel. channel yes. Yeah, so um, Cause they had clips throughout that were very, I mean, obviously very was, branded. They were just commercials for the just, show. They, yeah. they weren't just from the show. They were like branded at the end with the, with a big history channel logo as well. Yeah, They feel like, like the kind
0: of like, like 30 second clips you post on Twitter to like advertise the show.
1: That helped break up four guys on a stage talking about aliens, but it was the same stuff that we debunked in like our first thirty episodes of this podcast. Yeah, it was it was,
0: it was all the hits. I got a couple of things that also that came through that I have to uh, notes that did come through, which is one. They did refer to them as a panel of experts, and I just put I just wrote "experts" in quotation marks. Yes, can
1: we can, we talking about Giorgio Tsoukalos coming out on stage? We just did an episode about David yeah, Childress.
0: Yeah. Did you write this down at all, or just just that they they did yeah referred to as uh, they referred real life to him as,
1: as <laughs> this is my favorite thing about David Childress. He doesn't refer to himself as real life Indiana Jones. He says that. Other people refer to him as the real life Indiana Jones. So he's like further distancing that idea. Like, Oh, Hey, I didn't say it. I didn't say I was real life Indiana Jones. And he'll some probably sue people, you. If
0: you say that, yeah, he said it.
1: <laughs> some people have said that I'm the real life. And they did the same thing on stage. They were like, the, the presenter, Nick Pope, w- w- was like, some people call him the real-life Indiana Jones. And it's like, nobody calls him that. He does. <laughs> nobody calls him that.
0: The other thing, too, is they had a guy named William Henry, who I guess is another guy who's from the thing. And two things stuck out. One, that he somehow worked for Robert, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. <laughs> like, I need to know the story there. I gotta know more. And then also just the job title he gave himself of investigative mythologist. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> that is... That, to me, that title says so much, which I guess is really a good idea for a title, but it's just like, he definitely didn't get a PhD in investigative mythology no. at Cornell. <laughs> another
1: thing that I found was interesting about the show is before the show, they had stuff playing on screen and repeated a couple times that you absolutely cannot have your phone out during this event. But also another slide said to like tweet along with the conversation and, and submit questions using the hashtag, you know, Ask Agent aliens or something like that. To which I would say, and we'll get into this... Absolutely, I guarantee you, not a single one of these shows that they're doing on this tour has any different questions than the two questions true. that they asked tonight. They only did two quote unquote audience questions absolutely was not an audience and they were like literally like if
0: you asked the most generic question of these people what would they be um the other thing too that i forgot until i read this again and i'm like holy shit i can't believe that actually happened um is that then when everything settles down the panel settles down and it's very obvious that um that uh what was his name uh nick or whatever pope yeah, Nick Pope was going to be like the MC because he's like the moderator. They're, they the 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 stagecraft, the 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 yes. format was that it was supposed to be a panel. It wasn't a panel. It, it wasn't was a, a panel. it was a it was a PowerPoint presentation. Yes. But um but not part of that, before the person who's supposed to be MC and gets to talk, Giorgio takes the mic, takes the lead pad, and does the cringiest stand-up act in human history. Holy Just like a series of like alien shit. jokes that like only someone who's like a hundred and five years old would find fun. A
1: series is even generous calling it a series. I think it was two jokes, which is like either do three and commit to like that, like the rule of threes in comedy or just do one. Two is weird. Two
0: is a weird number of jokes to do, Giorgio. Yeah. So that, that came out here. That, that one, um, that was rough. Um, and also I think we talked about this on the way home a little bit that like boomer humor like yes like maybe that is them knowing their audience because like a lot of references to like 1960s rock bands and like like one of them was like what would you like one of those two questions was like if you could be an alien what would you ask And the first person was like i would ask if they like the beatles or the stones and just grandpa's gone wild can i just say as well huge
1: and this is not this is not unique to these people this happens at any sort of live performance sort of a thing because you want to win the crowd over so much Kalamazoo Kalamazoo talk oh god yeah (laughs) like you know how like a a musician or or, like a comedian or something will be like how you know how we doing Kalamazoo make some noise you know like you know you do that sort of thing they were like researching facts about Kalamazoo to talk about like uh specific artists like specific musicians and stuff that that you know were famous and were from here specifically to like work into their quote-unquote improv any i i will get this out of the way and i'm sure we'll revisit it throughout this show is so heavily scripted it is presented as four people on a panel just just ask, It's just having a conversation.
0: It is so clearly so scripted. There were two screens acting as a sort of like, um, what I think was sort of like a teleprompter, but then also all of them just had clipboards, and clipboards in front of them and pre-made slides to cover the topics that they were talking about. Which
1: is fine. If you wanna do a TED talk with pre-made graphics, do that don't pretend like you're having an uh, an earnest candid conversation don't call somebody
0: a moderator for a yeah. powerpoint Dude, presentation. there's
1: no need for nick pope to be called a moderator he's yeah, not that's... a moderator you're yeah. all just people reading through a script and that's fine it's a form mm-hmm. of entertainment it's just weird that you are structuring it in this way
0: yeah the other thing That also stuck out to me is that for the first time, we got some actual autobiographical information about Giorgio Tsoukalos, which we did not have, where he mentioned that his path to whatever it is that he is doing with his life right now Mm -hmm. started with him living in Switzerland and... Just getting into his his grandmother, his grandmother reading him Eric von Daniken, uh, like P- Chariot of the Gods, when he was a kid, and then yes. him going to Daniken lectures, and then becoming his like his apprentice. <laughs> all the other panelists said that they discovered
1: Chariots of the Gods by themselves, but Giorgio Tsoukalos said he was he's obviously the youngest of all of them. Yeah, he's he's a youngin. In his he's, like a, 40s he's a or young something like youngin. That. All the other ones are in their. 70s or something yeah and he's very young and i say that like <laughs> he's like he's like you know uh he's like 15 years older than me sure um and we're young also yeah as I'm well a, i'm a sprightly 34 year old, of course but um, he he was the only one who, who said that he didn't discover Von Daniken by himself. It was, like his you said, his, his, his grandma who was reading him bedtime stories and got bored and was like, well, how about I'm going to read you these other right, Atlantis ones.
0: Atlantis and Chariots. And then he started going to Daniken lectures as, like, a fan and then started becoming his like apprentice, and then, and then is now doing openly
1: this. refers to Danikin as his best friend.
0: Yeah, I want you all to know that Danikin is my best friend, and also yeah. he sent me a text today to say that he loves all of you and that yes. he thinks you're cool and that your wainer is huge. Hey, <laughs> is there something? And I don't want to sow the weeds of a conspiracy
1: here, but is there something a little weird that unprompted Giorgio Tsoukalos was like, Von Danikin sent me? A, I just talked to him three days ago. He's perfectly healthy, he's in the best. Best form of his life like he was like going he went on for a little bit too long talking about von Daniken. so health. healthy
0: and i'm just like oh he doesn't have long does he <laughs> yeah. he's a sprightly 88 but mm-hmm. on top of that he was on top of that there was like i because like i interpreted it a different way which is i'm kind of going off the like cynical cash grab so it was like uh like von Daniken like wishes he could be here the ticket prices just weren't high enough. But then also, mm. um, but like so he like they were like he he cares about you a lot. He loves you, each and every one of you. He was gonna kiss you on your head good night every night when you mm. go to bed. That's right. But then also, um uh one of the uh regular panelists for the other parts of the tour was not there. And so we got another like very weird video of like him yes. just kind of saying some things. I um, want to do research on this guy. Cause this yeah. guy was pretty new to me. Yeah. So yeah. Apparently... I think he shows up in the later seasons of the show that we haven't gotten to yet. So, so there was that, but it also just like all of it to me, all of it had the distinct ring of like phoned in, like they're like, thank you for your money. Um, Yes. They
1: kept referring, Giorgio Tsoukalos kept referring to all the stuff they were going to talk about tonight as smoking guns. He used the phrase smoking guns about five or six times. He just kept saying, these are the smoking guns of ancient astronaut theory. And it is all, it's, I mean, it's all the hits. It's everything that we've talked about from, they started with Stonehenge. I mean, the amount, literally the amount that they kept talking about transportation of, of big, big rocks.
0: Yeah, I think I said to Scott during the thing where they were like like they were like it's not like Egypt. Egypt is flat, but like England has like hills, hills and rivers and then I, I just like whispered to Scott I'm like how are we ever going to figure out how to transport things with rivers? <laughs> <laughs> um
1: like so much of the opening was our was the meme
0: about how move how move big rock. Yeah, it was how move big rock uh then uh some mentions too. there's actually a couple topics that i was like oh we haven't done like we still haven't done stonehenge uh, we haven't we're done 102 stonehenge. Stonehenge. in but we haven't done stonehenge we haven't yet done stonehenge. Yeah, there was that is another bit that they also um were weirdly diplomatic in trying to not be like how brown people do thing but also um there they, there's another part about like the the no you're actually the racist for not believing in aliens uh but they got some other topics that we haven't done yet like Baalbek. Uh, which looked kind of cool. I, had, yeah. I didn't know anything about that. No, that looked neat. Oh, and also just like a lot of claims that we can't duplicate a lot of the things that they do, and it was like things that we have already figured out how to duplicate and have done way bigger versions of. In the... Yeah. Like, you can't. We can't make a stone obelisk today, and I was like.
1: What are you talking Bitch, about? Bitch, Washington
0: has like a humongous we one. got one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that like the like uh like the the settlers showed up in like the swamps of Washington DC and are like maybe we should build our city around that giant thing that's sticking up out of the ground?
1: <laughs> it says what there's a plaque
0: that says George Washington. Well you gotta find this guy and make him president.
1: Yeah. So that was funny. Um it's but it's literally all the I mean, the only one they didn't mention was the Saqqara bird. Specifically, It's true. TFB did not make it into the show, but, but we had uh, Nazca lines, we had pyramids, we had stones, which we haven't done. Yeah, we
0: had Puma Punku. The Canbuya one was very, uh, very good because it eventually turned into um, a pitch for a thing that you can buy at the merch stand. Oh my
1: gosh! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there that was funny too. And all Georgia Sukulov <laughs> wears a pin of the of the. Well, I guess he would call it the Canbuya airplane. airplane. Yeah. Uh, he wears a pin of that on on his clothes, and he was like, "You can buy a pin of it. This pin, not all the fakes that are out there trying to copy
0: it." And all that did was alert me that I could get one without giving him <laughs> yeah, money. You probably get one off on fancy or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing too that I thought was funny about that is that when they go to the um, to the uh, Kimbaya airplane, they then go like kind of like on a detail, like, "Yeah, people say that this is like a fish, but this is a fish." And then it's like another one that looks actually a lot like it. Uh, but then they yeah. go, but then they go like, and like, how do you explain what this thing is? And this thing is, and like, you can't, it has to be an airplane. And I just look at it. I'm like the things that they're not mentioning are like the eyes and the antenna on it. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, it's probably like a moth or something like that. And it's like, yeah, it's,
1: yeah, it's, it's so many things that we've, we've touched on, which is where I sort of got disappointed, but I something that I l- started picking up on was this thing theme of again I do think they understand that their audience are older people largely because there was a lot of talk about respecting your ancestors and respecting the past in a way that is like they're not actually doing that like you and I agree ancient aliens is not actually respecting like ancient cultures largely but this framing of we want to be mindful of our ancestors and like learn, of, isn't it important to learn about our ancestors and our history? Uh, I feel like really spoke to the older people in, in the crowd, especially the older people who probably are on their way out or, or even just like culturally feel like they're already on their way out. Or Just
0: like people are like, yeah, people need to, res- my granddaughter who's got too many genders didn't come to Thanksgiving. Exactly. I, they need to learn, respect me. <laughs>
1: exactly and like there was a moment where georgia sukel like like you were saying there there was like they were trying not to be i think probably because it was sanctioned by uh, the history channel they were trying not to be too uh openly
0: i guess they were they were trying to keep it like Diplomatic. Diplomatic is the yeah, way I put like, it. Because, like, they did, um, they said something about, like, we don't hate mainstream archaeologists. They're very essential doing all their digging around in the dust. And and, and I'm like, this yeah. is the most insulting way to describe they what an said, archaeologist does w- said, while saying that they don't hate them. They
1: said cleaning shards and digging dust, I believe was the phrase. Yeah, and that I was they like, used.
0: that is. Because, like, because archaeologists do real work. And, you yeah. it's kind of like, um, I'm trying to think, of, like, I again, I think that this fits into the thing of, like, the desire is that the world could, like, learning and, like, exploration and, like, doing this kind of work yeah. can be both easier and more, like, the discoveries can be more profound than they are. They don't realize that, like, big discoveries in science and archaeology are the result of decades of work of cleaning shards and digging dust as they called it. And that's where like we learn real things about how the world works and not just like looking at a rock and being like, Hmm, looks like an alien to me.
1: Yeah. And I think along with that is there was this big grand speech by Giorgio at the end about like how the world is, it would be better if everyone came together and Okay, I not left, you, not right. The, the, well, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know if you caught this specifically, but he was like, the left needs to, needs to, he uh, was like, the left needs to come together with the right. And the right, you get it. Like, he didn't want to like, he, he was like, he didn't want to say, he was like, and the right, you know, and like, he didn't want to like finish that thought. Cause he was like, I don't want this crowd to start booing me, but the left definitely needs to go toward to the right. And the right,
0: I did not catch that it. turn of phrase. I just kind of got bought into like the cosmic centrism, yeah, uh, which I thought was really amusing. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And also, yeah, um, there also is like the thing about like all these people have these common source of information. I was just like, yeah, it's called f- simple machines and human phys- and physics, and like the
1: amount I can't, I cannot believe. These grown men, especially David Childress, who was there, my new favorite enemy,
0: self described, uh, self described externally sub- described, uh, yeah, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Uh,
1: he has he has such a a thorn in his side about the building of the pyramids and he is so verbally vocally just like, did they really use ramps, ramps to build this big pyramid? Like it's like the most bet. like he's like, that couldn't possibly be it. Not even, not in the wildest, not in the the history of the world. Could that be possible? We
0: commented on this, but I think that uh, last episode I said that David Childress is like, he know, he's a good, he's a good brander. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that this show showed is that out of all the people, I think he had the best grasp on who this audience was because he knew that like he didn't need to explain himself. We didn't. No. Ha- he, there had to be. There's no skepticism. Nothing had to be like explained or it was just a ser- like aliens were just like, you're just good. Like you don't have to go from there. But um, but and so he always like came in with like the one up because he was just like, what if oh my the gosh. only explanation for this could be like a Vimana? And he yeah. didn't explain what okay. that was. It just came out of nowhere. And everyone was like,
1: yeah, Vimana. Like- I love this part. So they're talking about Puma Punku. We've talked about Puma Punku before. Uh, it's these it's just a refresher. It's like these very ancient intricately carved stones. Uh, these are some of like the best examples. These are like the go to. Ancient Aliens example of like really intricately carved stones that like oh mm-hmm. only precise tooling and stuff uh, using like lasers and diamond cutting things that we don't even have access to today how did they do it all that sort of stuff we've made a whole episode about it you can listen to it they're talking about this in the live show and it has two moments during the Pumapunku talk which I thought was really funny so to sort of jump off of what you're talking about everyone else is being they're just like suggesting things that really flow together naturally this co- i mean obviously it's a scripted conversation so of course it, you would think it would flow together naturally but like no one's saying anything too outlandish other than the claim of the basic claim of ancient aliens but mm-hmm. the conversation's flowing really well they're talking about puma punku and then david childress is like the only explanation for these carved i'm trying to do like his voice uh For these like carved uh, stones would be if there was a tool shop that flew down on a Vimana.
0: Crowd goes wild.
1: Crowd goes wild. Yeah. And it's like, how is that? What are you talking? How did you make that big leap just yeah. then? You broke the contract. A the flying whole... tool shop came
0: down? Yeah. <laughs> That's the explanation That's according to Iron David Man, Childress but like yeah like because like the whole there's a formula to ancient aliens which is that you don't say aliens what you do is you cast a bunch of doubt on what something could be because it doesn't fit the way that we understand uh usually through a white supremacist lens of a bunch of people's uh, ability to do things and then there's like so maybe but then but then david's childress is just like so that's, that's the aliens. So that's the
1: aliens, yeah. <laughs> and I the other part that I think is funny is a very linguistic thing. It's very, like, Anchorman-esque, and I, I love when they do this sorts of thing. They were showing a clip from the Puma Punku episode, uh, one of them. I'm sure they've been there a million times. But they're showing these holes in one of the stones that are, like, supposedly, like, drilled holes that are, like, very precise and things like that. And David Childress says the phrase, something along the lines of, and these holes are basically perfectly spaced out, and the word "basically" is doing so much heavy lifting there because they're they're showing you a tool, a measuring tool, to space out these holes, and they're not like a hundred percent accurate. But he's like, saying, "It's a wonderful
0: it's, little After Effects effect where, like,
1: Bing, 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 with like yeah, all yeah, little, like, yeah, The little on it. Yeah. Was so good, but it's it's like that it's like that Anchorman, like, you know." of the time. It works a hundred percent of the time. (laughs) Oh,
0: so that was like, that was, that was funny. Um, and just what else? again, I, I just like see one. I, I see I've written multiple times one joke, and it's like every time they mention his fucking hair,
1: they mention his hair so um, much, they
0: mention Giorgio, Giorgio's hair. Yeah. Okay. So the other part, too, is that um, Giorgio puts together this, like, he has this narrative. He has this grand cosmological narrative of how civilizations in the universe, in the Giorgio Sucolo cinematic universe, do things. And his theory is that essentially. Uh, aliens come to planets, help them out, leave cryptic clues, no evidence, and then just fuck off to go do it to another planet. And that someday, and as he said, in five, ten, maybe even a hundred years, we're going to go to other star <laughs> systems and do the same yeah. to other people and pass the thing along. And yeah. like that, it was like this, like, and he's like, and he's like, because he was definitely um, just responding to people that he imagined yes. being like, so it's not like, actually you're the racist. Cause uh, I think that the fact that humanity had teachers does not diminish. Cause he was always really quick to point out like this wasn't made by like, this wasn't made by aliens. Humans made this. It yeah. just shows like it implied like he was trying so hard to like fight the argument that, we had that the entirety of the ancient astronaut theory yeah. is built so on
1: to, to, to sort of rephrase this. Basically what had, what was, what Giorgio was talking about in this show is that the ancient astronaut theory that he proposes and that a lot of people propose is that aliens came to earth to help inform humans on how to build stuff, how to, what the universe is like, all that stuff. and, then critics of this theory would be like, well, aren't you taking away from humans by saying like, Oh, they had teachers, but like who taught those aliens then? Huh? And he's like, well, that's the question. Isn't it? Wait, I want to keep tracing this back. I want to find the aliens, the aliens that taught the aliens that taught the aliens that taught the
0: aliens that taught us. Yeah. That part was all uh, very funny. Cause I was just like, if we, if aliens taught us, then who taught them? And I was like, no one has ever asked you that question yeah. <laughs> that, that that question is stupid.
1: <laughs> he was phrasing it like it and I don't know, but maybe that's a criticism that he gets but you know, I, we there's say so that, many bigger ones. I
0: used to be a teacher for uh, for a while and we say there are no stupid questions or <laughs> but yeah. um, that was and just to be clear,
1: that was one of his answers to the question to the quote unquote audience question of. What was what would be what would the first thing? Met an alien, what yeah. would what would be the first thing you asked if you met an alien? The previous answer, William Henry, was that his name? Or oh, yeah.
0: What would a smart person ask you? That was a
1: funny one. <laughs> no, that was Nick Pope said. That was that. Nick Pope, right, right, right. Uh, William Henry, the philosopher. What was his title? The philo- Investigative mythologist. Investigative mythologist. He uh his question that got huge Huge applause from the audience, or his the question that he would ask there was, uh, Who do you pray to, and where do you what do you think happens when you die? That was his big question, which is like not a that would be an interest. I would like to ask it, that to an alien. it would be an interesting question, but then it's just funny to me that you follow that question basically about religion and spirituality with. Giorgio Tsoukalos being like and then I want to know the gods that made the other gods that made the other gods that made the us. Yeah. Unfortunately, Eric wasn't there to be like, how do you fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I must know how to fuck you. <laughs> he was in a video though. They played a video of him
0: um, really having being very excited about the Nazca super lines. Super
1: excited. He's like a tr- he's like a puppy when you
0: show him the Nazca lines. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What sucks is that the, the thing that that really stuck out too is like when they're showing all those videos all those places they've been, and I'm like, man, why did they get a travel budget to make this? I know, right? We had no travel budget to make this. We're yeah. in a hotel room right now, just yeah. sit, talk talking to each other on this on podcast literally brought to you by Hotwire. yeah, I mean. basically um yeah, so then other th- so then uh what I find really interesting is that after they go on this big, long thing talking about all the alien stuff, then they they, they, they start to really uh, change. Like, they go into a sort of third act where they get into, like like they're they're kind of trying to like this isn't just you guys giving us money so that we can talk about random bullshit that's been debunked for decades for an hour. Yes. This is a movement and he it's starts going into you the UAP task force like he tries to reference everybody being part of the UAP task force which like this task force was huge after he mentioned just so many names involved with it. Mm-hmm. Um he starts bringing up things like uh like uh what's it called? Um the uh, like Avi Loeb who uh, Angela Collier made an amazing video showing how Avi Loeb's like also a giant like grifter. Uh, Then also mentions Michio Kaku. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. He is, he is, he has been drifting in the grift direction for many, many years now.
1: Yeah. What a, what a character. What an
0: interesting career
1: path. And so, and then that's,
0: and then they got into the cosmic centrism and kind of, we're building this idea that um that we're building a mo- like that none of this stuff would have been taken seriously if it wasn't for you guys out in the audience they, they they hammered this
1: point home a lot which like on one hand i get you know you and i as creators we have like a whole segment at the end of our show where we thank people for writing reviews and like sharing the word and and being like this podcast really only grows with word of mouth so like i get wanting to like appreciate your your audience and things like that but turning it into it really felt like they were trying to rally up the audience and successfully doing so I would say by saying things like we're not we don't have to whisper aliens under our breath we can say it out in the open and we're a part of this movement and Your we're changing have to invite you to thanksgiving this year yeah <laughs> we're we're changing history and you know when when we ask questions and we don't get answers that's a form of censorship
0: and things like that yeah it like the consp- the, the the conservative coding was uh was was pretty like yeah like demographics wise, it felt like be like the closest thing that I'll experience to being in the middle of a Trump rally. Um, Yeah. But it was, st- and, and like, yeah, just like random people being like, Georgia. And like, Oh my God. Like it was like uh what's it called? Like the last act of Akira. Um, just, yeah. And like,
1: I know Cada! we're, I know we're just picking on, we, we always pick on, on, on the, these grifters and, and things like that, but something that we get, comments on a lot, like especially negative comments on a lot is that we, you and I aren't the people think that you and I aren't open-minded. I would say we are very open-minded on the idea of aliens existing. I just don't believe in the ancient part of it right now. Yeah.
0: Like we're looking at this. I'm just like a lot of like, it's just like an active rejection of any form of like, hierarchy of evidence or like, uh, like Occam's razor type thinking. Like it is saying like, because in many times sometimes they'll refer to things that are genuine archaeological mysteries. Like I don't have an answer right now for how they did all of the amazing stonework that went into it. And even Giorgio like implied that they had some process that used like a way that birds make things. Yeah, and that was, like, was really interesting. And I was like, I, I don't know if that's true because like this show is very not above lying, but I'm like, that that could have been an answer. That does sound like a way that indigenous people could have figured out how to do that. Like, and then, but the thing is like, he then comes with an answer that's like, "This is the way they could have done." It. I'm like, "Huh? Yeah, that is a the way they could have done it without aliens." Yeah, alien. that's interesting, they're... bud. And then they're like, "But aliens?" <laughs> but but the then alien... aliens also like, could yeah.
1: have been a way. But and this is what I was going to lead to is is that even as as much as some people might say that we're not open minded when when talking about this sort of stuff, being at this live show to me really hammered in the point that number one. These are obviously not experts in these fields, they will say that they are, but what they, what they really are and what they desperately want to be are entertainers, and that's fine. I always say that about this
0: podcast. Is yeah, that it's are like 11 it's, it's something enter- at night and we're, we're making content. So. It's
1: a, this is an entertainment podcast. We, we don't have degrees, in the, or at least I don't <laughs> have a degree. I'm not an
0: archaeologist. Right. I, I, I have degrees on a handful of things that very rarely become the topic of these podcasts because- But we're open yeah, about this. Yeah. And, and they, they seem to
1: try to hide behind it. And then the other thing too is that there were several points of this live show that featured a call and response from Giorgio Tsoukalos where he would say something like the mainstream archaeologists say no, but we say, and then he yes. points to the audience and they would be like, yes, and things like that. And like that to me is like that doesn't feel very like open-minded. That feels like people
0: trying to tell people what the answer is and like tell people how to think. Yeah, they're very much leaning into, and I think there's a lot of people in the UFO space who have this, a sort of like grievance politics that is at the core of things like fascist politics and also like, like radical right-wing stuff. But, uh, I don't want to bring everybody to there at that point. We're supposed to have fun dunking on people right now. <laughs> but, uh, but the idea that like, these people who have been denied their, like they were right the whole time. And you've been like, you've been right. Everyone made fun of you. And now we're going to prove them all that you actually are smart and cool. And your wiener's humongous and like everything. Yeah. And like, there was very much like that vibe in the air of like, yes, you have been, you have been bullied by, by, by scientists and archaeologists and your granddaughter who won't invite you to Thanksgiving and like, like yes. all these things. Um, and now it's our time to reign. And all like I can contrast that with is like, as I crossed the border today, driving to Kalamazoo, I kept seeing Trump 2024 signs. I sure. kept seeing like random anti-Joe Biden like posters that made no sense to me at all because they were just like bloody Joe. And I'm like, okay. And, uh, and I remember that this state, Michigan is, uh, one of the states that, that Joe Biden was able to like take back in 2020. And, I just can't help but feel like if you see the world through this that like we've been wrong for too long and as we're going to take it back and this time it's going to be great and we're going to be the ones that are right and smart and our wieners will be huge and Uh 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 and and I can't help but think like how that the exact same people are having that exact same thought process on a much more dangerous subject outside of this that is going to royally fuck up everybody's
1: lives next year now look i'll be the first to say hashtag not all michiganders all right i'm a former michigander i grew up literally here in kalamazoo Mm. uh, a little bit a little bit further out in, in portage but basically here and yeah it this is this is it's definitely it's there there's something about like stepping off the train getting here which by the way i've been awake for far too long with so with so little sleep. i've been awake since 2 45 a.m i've been awake for far too long um but even like stepping off the train to get here i was just like oh man this brings back a lot of memories and then like just going going to this show i was like i'm not particularly sure if they're great memories of living here though now
0: that i think about it michigan i mean i It's just like I I always think about like if you're like a hardcore Trump supporter, uh, the the fact that the Midwest flipped blue in 2020 would sting pretty hard because that was basically like, you know, the 2016 election was one on the fact that Hillary Clinton decided that the Midwest was just not worth campaigning in. And then Trump just like cleaned up the map. And a lot of people, I think a lot of people who have lived in like these states that have been pretty solidly Democratic for a long time felt that was like a big like coming up and then losing in 2020 probably hurt. And um Now, uh, like I think that if I were a Trump supporter right now, I would think that given the way the winds are blowing because um, Democrats tried nothing and they're all out of ideas that like that now it's like it's coming back. And I I know that this is just me and my sick, sick brain, but I can't think like the exact same people are having that feeling politically and then they go to this show and are having almost the exact same like you were wrong when people said that uh when you talked about ufos people like you were wrong that when like it was wrong when people made fun of you for uh for talking about ufos but it was also bad when like your family stopped inviting you to things because you got into q and like it was bad when like uh like when people uh made fun of you for eating horse dewormer and like like all right. those kinds of like like that like grievance politics uh kind of coming back and i felt like this like that might be the reason why it resonated so hard with a lot of these people. Yeah, look,
1: that a very interesting political angle to to, <laughs> to potential. I don't know how long we've been recording for. Long enough, I think that we've uh, we've tapped it out. I feel like this has been a really interesting experience. I thought this was gonna be more fun. I'm walking away from it
0: feeling like kind of sad and disappointed. Kind of sad. Yeah, honestly, it was one of those things. And unfortunately, like, again, to bring it to like the Trump thing, it's just like it was somebody. It's a group of people who are trying to do a kick, a quick cash grab. Yeah. And unfortunately, it is working because they are targeting and messaging in a way that resonates with a lot of people who have a lot of resentment. And that resentment uh, wants to be channeled into a feeling of righteous revenge. Mm -hmm. and um, the other side of that is not good. (laughs) Yeah. There's also a
1: lot of self-congratulatory stuff in the show, talking about how, like, the only... Like, there was a point where David Childress was talking about a bowl uh, of some kind, and, and he was like, as far as I know, the only show that's ever talked about this bowl is Ancient Aliens, and... Everyone applauded to that as well. There was a lot of applause breaks. Even when the audience wasn't clapping initially, you can tell they planned for applause breaks at certain yeah. points. Like pe- people had lines that like quips that they would drop to be like, and that's like, and that's that sort of like a feeling to it. And then everyone would pause and then wait for the audience
0: to clap. Yeah. My, yeah. Cause like my brain was like, they are trying to make money. Off of a extremely dark impulse that is very powerful right now. Yeah. And not only that, but like the people who did that didn't even get a good show out of the deal. Like, uh, you, you, I think you can, they got what they wanted out of the deal. True. But like, I
1: think I think they got they got validation from the deal. Did get they get it. anything new? Not really. Did they get did they get to see the people that they like and they get to hear those people tell them that they're right? Yeah. And I
0: think that's probably what people want. I guess so. But I, I, I would imagine that those people probably got more genuine lines and reactions from their, their favorite people on stuff they watched on TV than what we saw on that show. Because that was very much them. Like it felt like they were giving us like a timeshare presentation.
1: Oh, yeah. It felt like that to us.
0: <laughs> but I, but the audience, you can't deny the audience was into it though. True. But like even compared to like watching the show, which I unfortunately keep doing. Yeah. Um, Like their reactions of like being in the field and seeing stuff and being like, oh, like, like that was more that's more human and connecting than like, hey, guys, this obviously alien. Yeah. Here's a joke that I I got from a book from 1943.
1: (laughs) I think Giorgio Tsoukalos and Nick Pope were really into it. I think Nick Pope as the quote unquote moderator. Role. I think he was really into that because he felt like he could make jokes that were not very good. But yeah, like David Childress and William Henry were just sort of like there. And David Childress's role was to really be quiet for most of it until it got to a point on his cue card where he could say the most batshit insane thing. And then everyone would be like, yeah, 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 I agree. And um, all that to say... If you're thinking about going to one of these live shows because you think it'll be a good, funny, memeable night, um, it cost a lot
0: of money and it wasn't it, very fun.
1: It cost a lot of money. It's not very fun. and I, I walked away really like
0: the vibes were it was very chilling. Off. Yeah. <laughs> it was chilling in some way to 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 parrot the zoomers that neither of us have any claim to. yep, the vibes were very off.
1: <laughs> but hey. As Nick Pope would say. That's just a theory. An ancient astronaut theory. (laughs) As Nick Pope said at the end of the show, watch this space. Watch this space. What a, right. what a
0: what a what a, what words he had such he had such an interesting way of conceiving of human sentences.
1: Um, hey, watch this space is a term people use. Yeah, but he likes. But he's like not
0: in that way. But he's like 60, so yeah,
1: it just feels weird.
0: Um, so then I guess like at least we're gonna have a fan meetup tomorrow, and that's gonna make things a lot better. Hopefully, that makes it that. better. Thank you so much for listening, for listening, for making this possible.
1: I know that we're walking away from this. At least I am sort of like bummed a little bit. Yeah, I feel like
0: I just watched inside,
1: but this was not, it wasn't a bad experience. No, cause I'm I got to hang out we, with
0: Scott and drink beer. Well, yeah, so.
1: but I'm also glad that we went to it. Cause now I, I feel like I've learned a lot and I've walked away with like a different, uh, uh, understanding. Cause again, I thought this was going to be really small and intimate. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting a thousand people to yeah, be there.
0: And also like all the stuff about the like, I think I learned more from the vibe of the room yes. than I like. I like. I'm realizing like, I, I I know that people will probably like dismiss this whole like thing because I you know I study the far right constantly and I study conspiracy theories and I just see these connections. But like, the vibe in that room to me was like, oh, it's it's here. Like this is the thing. It, it, yeah. I'm I'm not wrong. Um, but that's that's just a theory, a really convoluted theory about fascist politics and grievances and conspiracy theories. But wow, um, that was directly
1: from the FNAF movie when Matt Pat did his cameo. Yeah. That was exactly did, did he get it. In that?
0: Yeah. Do you not know that? No.
1: Okay. Tristan, where can people <laughs> find you
0: online? Well, um, first of all, this show, if I, I said, you should keep listening to this podcast because, uh, if you want to listen to next week's episode, you can right now, if you sign up for Nebula, Nebula.tv what? slash probably not aliens. Yeah. 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 Uh, if you want to find my work, I do YouTube videos for some reason about uh, understanding how the world works. Uh, you know that scene from inside with Socko? Yeah. I basically just do that every do month. That? I do that. That's true. Uh, I am Socko. Um, yeah, you're not the person holding
1: Socko. You I are am Socko. Socko. Yeah, yeah,
0: I am Socko. Uh, so if you want more Socko, you can go to stepbackhistory.com. Scott, if I wanted to watch a video about a subject that came out 10 years ago. <laughs> Where would I go?
1: Yeah, you don't have anything you, huh? You can go to my YouTube channel called NerdSync, N E R D S Y N C. It's all one word and I am uh, hopefully at some point soon going to release a video about uh, Yeah, you're, solving... you're video edging right now. I'm video edging right now. <laughs> just waiting for sponsor approval. It's done. It's up. I just need to hit publish. Uh, all about uh me solving a 20 year old scooby-doo video game mystery kind of so go between the pages on that one or read between the panels on that one there you go read the read between the pixels maybe oh i think about that but that's what i do it's fun stuff and um thank you to everyone who writes reviews of this show on apple Podcasts and leaves Mm -hmm. feedback on spotify like we said we really do appreciate you it's because of your listens that we were able to do this even though yeah. we're sad now
0: you're smart and you're great and your wiener is huge and you were wrong to uh when you were not invited to thanksgiving because I don't know. That's, that's right that's correct um, All, you're the best and we're going to kiss you on your forehead every night um because oh, we like you
1: yeah and thanks for just sharing the spreading the word and yep. the best place to send people is probsnotaliens.com. it's got links to everything until next time that's it, right? Got to do it in unison because
0: we have the subtle thing. So, oh, you're okay. Scott Nice I'm Scott Nice Wonder. I'm Tristan Johnson, and, and the, the truth, truth is out there, probably. probably.
1: that was like in person that was the most clinical way we could have said probably but that was good
0: vibes (laughs) that was like um what's it called that was like uh like uh and i heard there was a secret chord where david vibed and it pleased it was like the sacred the sacred vibe yeah Um, yeah yeah. david said watch this space (laughs) (laughs) god okay you need to go to bed